and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today, we're speaking to creativity consultant Nancy Norbeck. Thank you so much for coming to speak to me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am a Master Kaizen Muse creativity coach, which is a mouthful <laughs> that really just means I have the tools and the know-how, insight, etc., to help people who are stuck in their creative process get unstuck again. That is something that I kind of stumbled into accidentally when my teaching job ended. I found a link in a newsletter about a creativity course and I followed it and I was curious about the woman who was doing it. I landed on the Kaizen Muse webpage and was just like, wow, this is a thing. This is a thing you can do <laughs> because I had always been, you know, I was teaching writing for English as a second language students. Mm -hmm. And I was really interested in the creative side. Nobody was teaching a creative writing course for anybody in mm -hmm. my school. And so I was really fascinated by that. And I had just done my MFA in creative writing. And so it's like, mm -hmm. hmm, this sounds really cool. And when I looked at it, I just thought, this feels like it could be a whole lot like teaching, but without all the parts like dealing with parents and dealing with administrators <laughs> and giving grades and all of that fun stuff, so all of the good stuff and not really so much of the bad stuff. Uh -huh. me up. So that's how I found it. It's always kind of felt like home. It's... It's a really cool thing to be able to do to help other people who are just frustrated and think there's something wrong with them to realize, no, you're just normal and here's how we deal with this. What makes a creative person, do you think? Can they fog a mirror? Because <laughs> if you're breathing, if you have a pulse, if your lungs are working and, you know, you can interact with the universe in any way whatsoever... As far as I'm concerned, you're a creative person, whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. A lot of people insist that they are not creative and it drives me batty. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, all of us did creative things as kids. We all pretended. We all built things out of blocks and Lego and, and whatever. And the only difference between then and now is that one way or another that got beaten out of us, mm -hmm. whether it was you're too grown up to do that kind of thing anymore. Or just enough people saying, what is that? That doesn't look like a house to me, mm. you know, and, mm. and criticizing whatever we did. I mean, there could be any number of reasons, but, you know, and, and even if, if your thing is math or science, people tend to think that math and science are not creative. That's mm -hmm. totally not true. Mm -hmm. They're very creative pursuits. And, it, you know, we all solve problems every day. It's there, whether you think of yourself that way or not. But if you refuse to see it, then, yeah, you'll have trouble. <laughs> I might have been a bit naughty in asking that question, but I definitely wanted that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> it can never be said too many times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, th this idea that we're just drones mm -mm. is incredibly wrong. I don't want to put my Marxist hat on, but mm, <laughs> ah, capitalism, industrial revolution, so turning easy. us all into robots. Uh, yeah, we, we're not widgets. Since we are all capable of creativity, we are all capable of getting ourselves in a bit of a, a bit stuck. So, mm -hmm. what what is create? What is a creativity block to you? How do you manage it? There are a lot of different kinds of blocks, and they all have their own particular 
prescriptions or solutions, however you want to think about it. But, but a block is anything that keeps you from progressing. So it could be fear. Fear is a huge one. Fear of failure, fear, fear of success. Um, self-sabotage is a big one. And the surprising thing about self-sabotage is that usually it comes from being more comfortable with disappointment than success. Mm-hmm. And usually you don't realize that that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, procrastination can cover a multitude of sins and sins is not the right phrase, but I like that <laughs> I- phrase. Um, <laughs> there are all sorts of tools that, that you can use. And one of the simplest is just to focus on what lights you up and why, how does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Because it's super easy to forget how good we feel when we do the things that we love. Mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. when we haven't done them for a while, you know, and inevitably I know when I'm in a situation like that, whether it's, I haven't gone swimming for a while or I haven't done improv for a while, it doesn't really matter. There's always this moment of, Oh my God, I forgot how good this feels. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Why did I ever stop doing this? Well, cause life gets in the way, mm-hmm. but you know, to give you an example of a great way to get around a block fear in particular is, is not something you usually can bust through. You're going to be afraid, Mm -hmm. but you can get around it. You can sneak around the sleeping monster. The trick is to put the monster to sleep. And the way that we do that is to figure out what you need to do and break it down into steps that are so small that there's no doubt in your mind, you can absolutely do them in your sleep, blindfolded, It'll feel ridiculous to you when you start, and some people even feel insulted by it, but Mm -hmm. that is enough to put your fear to sleep because your reaction is, obviously, I can do that. We hear about the almost the mythological blocks that go on for years and years and years. Um, Do do you think similar techniques would help with those ones? Because it seems that, to my mind, there seems like a a deep-seated problem there. There is a line between coaching and therapy. Mm-hmm. And if, if the issue is related to something like trauma, you know, any, you know, an actual mental illness, something mm-hmm. like that, then you definitely need to see a therapist or a psychiatrist about it. Though a creativity coach can still help you figure it out once you're getting treatment for that. Mm-hmm. But if it's just, you know, my dad told me that my drawings were terrible when I was five and I never want to pick up a pencil again. Mm-hmm. There, there are definitely ways to get around that. They may require some patience. They require some thinking practice, retraining how you think about stuff and, mm-hmm. and building up your inner bodyguard, as we call it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of your, your inner Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> 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 that basically looks at criticism and says, so what? Doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it can take a while to build that muscle. It's a really good one to have, but it's probably not going to take root overnight. Curiosity is a very, very human thing. Do you think curiosity and creativity, there's a, there's a link or an overlap? There's definitely a link and an overlap, which is why I called my podcast, Follow Your Curiosity, which mm-hmm. I will admit I stole from Liz Gilbert, who says she stole it from a friend of hers. So I don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> Nothing is original. It's all fine. <laughs> Nothing is original. But, you know, if you, if you aren't sure what you want to do in particular, but even mm-hmm. if you are, curiosity is this it's like a force of nature and we don't think of it as one 
which mm-hmm. probably has its pluses and minuses, but it can really fuel your creative process. If you, you know, suddenly, I don't know, are fascinated by tapeworms and you really look into, you know, how they work and why they work in good grief, how did they evolve? You know, yes, yes. Even right there, that's enough that it could get somebody down a rabbit hole for a while could lead you into, you know, a novel you want to write, um, something completely unrelated that you never would have discovered if you hadn't started researching tapeworms. Creativity is like the end result of following your curiosity. I don't think you can really truly let your creativity out if you're not willing to be curious about things because they just, it's not, the Venn diagram is not a single circle, but I'd say it's pretty close. You mentioned in brief that um, coaching feels like coming home to you. What, What do you enjoy most about coaching? There is something really, really magical about helping someone find what's always been there Mm -hmm. and what they didn't realize was still there. We're in an era where life coaching in particular sometimes gets a bad rap, and that's a shame. Um, Mm. Bad coaches can ruin it for everybody. A good coach is somebody who will listen to what you tell them and hear the things that you're saying that you yourself do not hear. Yeah that are the key to what's keeping you stuck. We tell ourselves the same things over and over until we believe them. And we don't notice a lot of the time that they're not true or they don't make Mm. sense or that there's some other little detail hidden in there that actually is the key to unlocking the thing that's, that's got Mm -hmm. you trapped. I mean, there is more to it than that. We have coaching tools and and methods and and ways of using them and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is just unlocking somebody else's intuition that they haven't picked up on yet. What you said about um, thoughts we repeat until we think they're true, uh, it reminded me of something uh, somebody said to me that was so helpful was just because you've had the thought doesn't make it true. Your brain can say things that are incorrect. And at first that sounds like a really obvious statement. But the more I think about it, I've just gone along with things because my brain said it. (laughs) Especially about ourselves. You're thinking all these negative things about yourself and you believe them. Uh, But it's like, okay, well, if I thought I can fly, I can fly. And you think that's hard as you want. You still can't fly. Right. Just like you can't fly, you also are not, you know, some worthless demon spawn with (laughs) horns and a tail. But we are so programmed by advertising and culture and the brain's own negativity bias to believe the worst about ourselves. And for Mm -hmm. some of us, it's just because that feels safest, right? I don't want to overestimate myself and be disappointed. So I'll just assume that I'm really only, you know, at this very, very low level, I'm only capable of very little whatever, because I don't want to be disappointed. Except Mm -hmm. that then you end up being disappointed. That's like the whole way self-sabotage works. You help other people achieve their creativity. What what are uh, some creative outlets in your life? So I have been writing since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I do have a novel out that is up on Amazon, was my MFA thesis. I did a year of improv a couple of years ago. I've been singing in choirs since I was a little kid, sort of like drop-in choir that is great. If I like what they're doing, I'll go sing with them. And if I don't, I stay home. I started taking voice lessons again, and I've been dealing with my own stage fright, which is a lifelong adventure. Um, Mm. 
and constantly reminds me how tricky it is to coach yourself. Do you have any advice for people who are starting a creative project? They've, they've got the seed of an idea, the germ of an idea, and they're like, I'm just about to take that step. One of the biggest pieces of advice that I would give is don't tell anybody about it. Mm. And there are two reasons for this. One is that there have been some studies that have found that when we take the excitement over a brand new idea, something that we want to try, create, whatever, and we start telling people about it, we we get our excitement fix, for want of a better term, from the experience ah. of telling people. And then we don't have as much of that sense of, Ooh, I can't wait to try this. I want to dig in. This is so cool. This thing is like talking to me and I want to do it all right now, Yeah, which is what propels that process. The other reason that I say that is because a lot of people will decide that they're not creative, not talented, not meant oh. to do whatever the thing is that they want to do because they start and they're so excited about it that let's say they're they've decided to write a novel and they have five pages written mm -hmm. and they're so excited that they want to share it with everybody. Ah, uh. Five pages of a first draft that you haven't revised at all is first of all, not enough for anybody to get a sense of what you're doing. It's not including you. Yes. <laughs> and it's also not enough for you to feel solid enough in what you're creating that you can withstand anything that feels negative in terms of feedback mm -hmm. about it. And, and let's be real. Everybody has different thresholds for what feels negative. Yeah. You know, you, you could be the kind of person who can sit there and say, well, I don't care that you didn't like it. I'm going to keep writing it anyway. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people will hear even the faintest praise as a negative response mm -hmm. and it will cut their confidence and they will stop because they suddenly have decided that it's no good and they were never meant to do this. It, before you share anything with anyone outside of like an academic program, I did not have the luxury of waiting until I had you know, <laughs> pages in my MFA program. Let it gel enough in your own head and uh -huh. your heart and your body because it's all part of the same system uh -huh. that that it feels solid to you it feels real yeah before you show it to anybody else because until then it is made of gossamer and moon dust and if somebody breathes on it wrong it's gonna break it's gonna break yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense and i, I think that's a wonderful piece of advice dare to do it badly mm-hmm if you give yourself permission to do it badly, you'll actually probably do much better than you would if you put a ton of pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. Pressure stops everything. It screws everything up. It's what makes the difference between a performance that feels natural and flows beautifully and a performance that feels forced. It, it just, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. <laughs> and sometimes it's worth deliberately doing it badly. Thank you so much for coming to speak to us, Nancy. Where can people go to hear more of your wonderful advice? Well, they can find me on the web at fycuriosity.com, which stands for Follow Your Curiosity. The podcast is the same name. Mm -hmm. Follow Your Curiosity in most places, um, Instagram and TikTok. I am fycuriosity. Facebook and Twitter is fycuriosity pod. Mm -hmm. But um, 
to actually hear from me, the podcast is probably the best option, but I'm pretty regular on TikTok with little bits of, of insight, the occasional song, you never know. Um, and, and I love to interact with people. So if people have specific questions, I mean, I do short episodes that alternate with my inter- interview episodes on the podcast and I love hearing ideas from people about what they want me to talk about. It's much easier than just kind of throwing a dart in the dark and hoping that Thank it works you for people. so much for listening. So, uh, you, you know, totally open to suggestions, totally open to like guest cover, ideas. If then people contact us through have somebody they think would be a great Twitter, guest, I would love and to be subscribe if you would so, like to hear more. So, yeah, and they this can contact you through the website or any of those other places. That'll all be down there. People can click and follow your links and that sort of thing. Nancy, thank you so much. This has been a really insightful and a really uh, uplifting episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.